This video is the second of a three-part series by Scott Peach, a lifelong Arlington, Texas guy. Um, been at Arlington High School, the Colts, for uh, the longest time, 20-plus years now. Uh, this is actually one of three, I think, shoots, uh, three series on our site that I didn't shoot myself. This was back in the spring of 2019. And my dad drove down and took this shoot for us, got to meet Scott Peach. And um, this seems like a great dude. I wish I could have met Scott Peach myself, uh, but he's doing a great job over at Arlington High School. Enjoy this. And if you do and you want to see the videos, check us out at clinic.chiefpigskin.com. My name is Scott Peach. I'm the head football coach and uh, athletic coordinator here at Arlington High School. Uh, we're doing this today from our new MAC facility, Arlington High School. We've been in here for two years, and it is truly uh, a phenomenal place. Very, very fortunate at the high school level to have one of these. Um, in saying that, I'm going to talk to you today about, obviously, an aspect of football, which is the greatest sport ever invented, by the way. Um, I think the thing about football that I love is the fact of we have to rely on one another on the field to be great. And we come from so many different backgrounds, uh, so many different races and religions, and yet at the end of the day, we all get to come together for one purpose, and that's to get 10 yards down the field for the first down, or on the other side, keep them from getting a first down, uh, to get to the end zone, to keep them out of the end zone. And so just very, very blessed to be a part of this sport. Uh, I've been in the coaching profession now for 21 years. Um, and in being part of this profession, the head football coach and athletic coordinator at Arlington High School for the past 16 years. Um, very quickly as I get into the talk, I'd like to share with you something that I think is uh, very, very important that hit me like a ton of bricks about four years ago. Um, being in charge and being a leader, I was asked the question by a sports psychologist, um, the statement, do you know what you stand for in your program? And my response was yes. The next question was, do your coaches know what you stand for? My answer was, I think so. And then the final question was, could your coaches write down all the things you stand for and would all of them say the same thing about your program? My response was absolutely not. In saying that, I put together a philosophy, not only that we believe in, but more importantly, that we could put down on paper. Um, in saying that, we came up with Colts football. And with Colts football, every letter of Colts stood for something. Now, we didn't just do it to do it. We did it to where it actually meant something. Our Colts stands for commitment, ownership, loyalty, toughness, and selflessness. Now, in saying that, those are now the five pillars of everything we do in football. So if you come and ask me, well, Coach, what are you looking for in a player? I'll give you those five words. When you say, Coach, what are you looking for in a coach? I'll give you those five words. Same thing as far as what the program stands for. So that being said, it meant something. But the other great thing about it was every coach, every player tied to our program could tell you exactly what the pillars of our program were in Colts family and Colts football with commitment, ownership, loyalty, toughness, and selflessness. Well, then the next cool piece was our whole athletic program three years ago took it on and started showing up on T-shirts. It started showing up on banners everywhere. Well, then two years ago, our teachers got together and said, 
what are we missing? What is the culture of our school? And the teachers and the principal decided to do the same thing. So now Arlington High School with 2,800 kids in the school with 250 faculty members, every single person tied to this school now will be able to quote to you Colt's family. And they'll be able to quote to you commitment, ownership, loyalty, toughness, and selflessness. What an amazing difference from four years ago where weren't really sure if everybody knew what the culture was to now the entire school has a culture of Colt's family and knows what it stands for. So just something to share with you about how important football is and how it can really change the whole culture of your school. Now getting to that, today I want to talk about one of my favorite topics. I have been a play caller now for 19 years. Our offense coordinator, Philip Nelson, has been with me for all 16 years I've been at Arlington High School. Uh, my defense coordinator, T.J. Dibble, came to me two years ago, and we've been 21-4 and four in that time frame. But my favorite topic, since I've been a play caller for so long, is offense. And I want to talk about things that we do well. I don't want to waste your time in talking about ideas I heard from somebody else two weeks ago. In saying that, the game of football has changed over the past several years. One of the biggest changes that has been made is the RPO game. I know you've heard RPO a lot. You've probably listened to some clinics, but I want to talk about specifically at Arlington High School what makes our RPOs great. RPO standing for run, pass, option. Obviously, it's the opportunity to run a football play where you are running the ball or throwing the ball on the same play dictated by the defense, not by the play call. So in saying that, I'm going to share that with you today and get into it right now. Uh, you can see on the slide, we're 11-1 football team this past year. 10-0 undefeated district champs, and then a couple rounds uh, in the playoffs for 6A football. So to start with for us, and I've got it drawn up to trips here, you can do it from a 2x2 two two double set, a 3 by one set, um, and we'll get to tight end stuff later. But starting for us comes down to our dart play. Um, it is our favorite spread offensive run play. With our dart play, it starts for us with 5-on-5 five five blocking. We used to run the zone all the time to this. Spending time with Art Bryles and the Baylor Bears about eight years ago, we started to realize that the dart play gives you angles. I'll give an example. If you look at this play right here, at any point at 3-4 front, the Buck linebacker can come off the edge. At any point at 3-4 front, the Sam linebacker can come off the edge. And when they stunt that three-man front opposite of that Buck or that Sam, if you're zone blocking, they're going to funnel the ball to that linebacker, and you have zero control of it. Now, change that up and have the mindset of, we are going to angle block, pull in one guy, and now then, it doesn't matter. We're going to be able to adjust off of you and get, in our five-man blocking scheme, the angles to create a play five-on-five five inside. Now, it starts for us with our buck and our Sam. On this particular play, when we run it, our quarterback is responsible for both guys, which we call conflict defenders. In saying that, if the buck is going to get involved with the run game, we're going to throw the football out to the weak side, whether it be 2v2 or whether it be the single receiver outside right there. If the stud linebacker is going to get involved, then we're going to throw the football to the three receiver side right there. In doing so, we have lots of screens. The first one I want to talk about is our one-up, two-back screen. We call it laser rocket. You can call it obviously whatever you want. 
But for us, we take one step forward and two steps back with our outside receiver. The one step forward is to engage the corner so he knows that it's not right now a screen. The two steps back is to get deep enough to where we're a big target for the quarterback and we're behind the line of scrimmage as we block. From our standpoint of our two inside receivers, okay, obviously if there's just one guy over there in a 2v2 set, he's responsible for the flat defender, in this case the corner. And then the inside slot now is responsible for the next threat. So if we got a cover two look right here with a free safety bailing out of there, then we would end up picking the corner with the middle slot. We'd pick up the Sam linebacker with the inside guy, blocking the two first threats that are shown to us. If the corner was to bail on us and the free safety roll down the cover three look, then now our middle slot would block the roll down free safety and our inside slot would pick up that Sam linebacker um, if he became a threat. But again, we want to take the first two threats out there uh, before anything else. And then obviously the opportunity to get the ball in the hands of one of our best players and catching the ball in space is a good thing. So that's the concept of our laser rocket screen tied to, in this case, our dart play. Now how we call it at our place is we are going to call the run play first and then we're going to call off of that the screen play. So that being said, both sides know what they're doing. The inside five know what they're doing in the blocking scheme. And ultimately, in this offense, it's up to the quarterback to make us right. Looking at that, I'll give you some examples here. So to start with, the laser screen. If you watch down here at the bottom of our screen, we're in a bunch set. The nice thing about this offense and the RPOs is you can present it in so many different ways based on formations. But we're in a bunch set to the trips. We've got a tight end up top. This is also one of our favorite tempo plays. So when we want to get to the line real quick and snap the ball, we can tie it to dart, we can tie it to zone, we can just call the screen itself, and that way the quarterback can make us right. Now as you see, we come off the line of scrimmage, our top receiver, number five, and I say top is in the top point of the bunch, checks the corner. The corner's off, so he's going to take the first thread inside. We are able to wrap now with the inside slot because there's no threat of an outside backer anywhere. So he wraps around and picks up the corner. You can obviously base it up if you want to. We game plan this because for us now, it might be a reach for him trying to get to this point on this strong safety, whereas for our top guy here, he could block him down and give us the edge which we want to get outside away from the inside linebacker. Now our rule, and everybody has rules on it, for us when we catch the laser screen, right now his rule is get four yards wide right now. Get outside and get four yards right now. We don't want to dance we don't want to go back inside. We don't want to spin, catch the ball, and get four yards to the sideline right now. Now, after four yards, do what you need to do as a football player. So once you get towards the sideline, you get four yards. Now then, if you have to cut it back to the inside, if you have to make a move, great. But the first thing is get the ball in your hands and get four yards to the sideline. I learned that about three years ago, and it's been great for us because now you catch that pass. There's a lot of traffic. You're dancing around, or you try to go back to the inside, and now it's a two-yard loss on a completed pass. Whereas for us now, catch it, get four yards towards the sideline, 
and then make your move, and now it's a positive play. And again, getting the ball to our best athletes. Trey Cleveland headed to Texas Tech, play outside receiver for them. So get the ball in space, get in his hands right now. Again, we got two-on-two -two blocking and a three-on-two situation getting the ball. Okay, so now then in a 2v2 set, we put in this situation our inside slots on the line of scrimmage, our outside receivers off. We've got five linemen to block their five. In saying that, it's a 3-2 box. We feel good in our dart play against their 3-2. Quarterback is responsible for the two conflict defenders right here. There's one. There's two. In saying that now, at any point, if those guys are inside of Apex for us, we want to throw the football outside. Because with us, if they're cheated towards the box, it's no longer a five-on-five-man box. Now they've got a sixth guy coming to the party, and we want to get the football out to our receivers. We can change it up, too. In this case, we normally will start with the back on the back side of the quarterback. This time we put him on the play side. Both outside linebackers are wide, so we're going to take the five-on-five five and hand the football off. And again, if you can keep the outside linebackers out of the football play, you're up on the safeties right now. This is Quaylon Four, going to play at Sagu next year, but does a great job of splitting the two safeties. Again, when it's two high safeties, we don't want to run the sideline. We want to split them. And then use your speed to get to the end zone. Watching it from a tight. Again, our dart blocking. We're double teaming the nose up to the backside inside linebacker, which is what we call the willy. Watch how we handle the four-eye. He comes underneath. The right tackle does a great job of blocking down. Our left guard is sealing inside out, covering up that B-gap. And then our tackle's going with the mindset of kicking out. He kicks out the mic, which is number 20, to allow us to get north and south. So same concept doubles. This time, we're no longer staggered outside. We're in a normal, traditional look right here. We are now changing the box from a dart concept to a zone. Why did we do this? Well, South Grand Prairie, who, by the way, the defense coordinator is Lyndon Help, worked for me for five years and does an outstanding job over there. But they were playing our dart play in a way that was not good for us. So in the fourth quarter, we adjusted to block five-on-five -five zone blocking in order to get a football play like this. Again, the two conflict defenders are who we're looking at first because those two guys are apexed between the tackle and number two. We know that they are not threats for us in the five-on-five -five run game. So now the quarterback makes the decision to hand the football off. And again, if the outside linebackers are not able to make the play, on a five-man blocking scheme, you've got a great football play and spread. So again, you can see it. And everything we do is to get downhill. 
Four years ago, we used to coach it where we tried to wrap things, get them outside. But here's the deal in this situation. If you do a blocking scheme that wraps five on five, now then that tailback's taking extra steps, and now you're going back out to where those outside linebackers are. Versus if you can get straight downhill north and south, you're able to split and keep it off those outside linebackers, which creates touchdowns. And again, speed's an important concept in football. We got laser rocket outside. Here's our rules for our slot receivers as they come off the football. We want them to get two yards in front of our receiver. We do that because you can't dictate whether the corner's going to bail and be at 10 yards or whether he's going to charge right now and be at two. So by getting two yards in front of the outside receiver, you are protecting that guy that's going to catch the screen pass. Then at that point, if we can get the sideline for him, great. But at the end of the day, our job is to cover him up and let our receiver do the best he can with the football. But again, if you see how they come off the football, they're getting two yards across the line of scrimmage, out in front of the corner, and out in front of our outside receiver to where when he catches it, that corner's got to come through him to get to him. And we're not afraid to take a charge. So at the end of the day, that corner's a lot longer than us at this position, but he's got to run through us to get to our guy that's catching the football. Because the two conflict defenders are apexed, splitting the difference here, splitting the difference here, quarterback knows he's giving the football. Nice thing about being an offensive guy in a clinic is you get to pick out the best plays and share those because we had just as many that Weren't as good. You can see our blocking scheme. This is just our five-on-five -five inside zone blocking scheme. And again, we had to change it up. We went for the with the dart for three quarters, and they played did a great job of playing our dart. But we still had a five-man box. At the end of the day, you got to find a way for your kids to be successful. Base blocking it, working off that nose guard with the tailback, off and running. Okay, so now then, here's the deal. Same concept, five-on-five five blocking. The outside linebacker right now is closer to the tackle than he is to our point man. That means he's not apexed. He's cheated towards the box. The quarterback sees it. So right now, get the ball out. Give it to him. And because of that, the outside linebacker is not in position to make a play on the screen game Now, the only thing I'd like number 10 to do better right here is, again, four yards to the sideline first. Five does a great job, or inside slot, of getting two yards out in front of him, but I'd rather him run wide first because when you go up inside, if you go wide, it is you with the football with one-on-one -on -one blocking right here. When you go inside, now it becomes one, two, three people all over you in a short amount of time, so get wide first. Still a good nine-yard gain. Better play if we go outside. This time we're doing it off the read against a 4-1 box. So we got four down linemen, one Mike linebacker. Here's his two conflict defenders. This guy's out in space. He's apex, so we don't worry about that side. We do what's called exit out. 
And then back on this side, here's your backer. So he's in position now where he's no longer apex. If you see where he's lined up, he's closer to the tackle than he is to our point man. Quarterback's going to put ball in belly. Why ball and belly, coach? Because that outside linebacker, if you just go up and throw it right now to the short side, he's going to run and probably make the play. You put that ball in belly, he cheats to that B gap that he's responsible for, and let's go. Again, two yards out in front of the receiver. Lock up. I would like for us to keep winning right there on that corner so we can get the sideline. If we do, we score a touchdown, but still fighting pretty good. Good game. Again, inside against the 4-1 box. Our dark concept. Big on big for four of them. The tackle is pulling for the mic. Again, he doesn't need to let it surprise him right here because we know we're pulling for the mic. The biggest piece, though, is when the mic blitzes from depth, we're going to trap him. He's our guy, so trap him. We want to be inside out anyway, downhill. So the trap block works out perfectly there. And again, the quarterback gives the ball if number 21 is not the sixth guy to the box. When he becomes the sixth guy to the box, throw the ball to the screen. Let's play our one-on-one -on -one game outside. Now, you saw in the last clip that the corner came down to try to wreck the party. In the case where they're going to take the corner or the pistol, and they're going to bring him down to play the screen, at that point... You have to have answers. For us, it's Oregon Duck, and we work it off of all the screens that we run. But it's a situation where if they're going to drive a guy down to play it, then we're going to take advantage of that by throwing a pass off of that. For us, it's very simple. In this case, when we got the laser screen from the outside receiver, we're going to take our inside slot, and we're going to start out like we're going to block the corner. When we go to block the corner, if the corner is down, then our reality is that we're going deep. If the corner bails on us, then we're going to stick our foot in the ground and bring it back on a glance route back to the inside. This ties perfectly into our run and shoot days. Uh, we played run and shoot offense here for eight years where we read what the defense gave us with our receivers and threw the ball accordingly. And so it's right in our DNA to tie in a read route based on what happens off of our laser screen with the end up call. So, again, if that corner is going to drive down, we're going deep. If that corner is going to bail, then we're driving the glance right now. And it just ties in really well with coverages as well. Again, the outside receiver went up two back. The quarterback, we like the pump fake. At the end of the day, we want to sell it that we're throwing the screen by throwing our shoulders and pump faking it. Okay, keep two hands on the ball and then make the throw appropriately based on what they give you. So here we go. We called it. Although this is not an RPO because it's a called pass, it's an answer to win. And so the point is I'm giving you a solution when they're going to cheat the guy to the box, talking about the outside backer. They're going to play the corner down to try to stop the screen. you got to have an answer off of it, and this is one for us. So right here, you can see the top safety. He's going to drive down on the play to try to help out with the screen. We saw that. Once you see that from the box, alert to coach. And then here's the, here's the reality, man. If you are the coordinator, you have to have the answer. Your staff has to have the answer. So great, we saw the safety drive down. Well, first, you've got to have somebody's eyes trained. For us, as Coach Laswell 
in the box that when that safety drives down, you see it. So either the play caller has to see it, the guy in the box has to see it, but somebody has to be trained to do it. The next step to that is, what is your answer? What is your play call when they do it? And if you don't have that, you've got to find it in order to be a great football team. In this case, he drives down. And I love what we did right there at our slot receiver. He starts out at that corner, takes his eyes that way, sells it, and then stems up. For the quarterback, easy game. Take a drop, hitch up, put it up over the top. Corner's down, ball's up over the top. Okay, another example right here. We're running our laser screen. This time we've got a tight end set up top. But still, when they give it to you, you got to take it. Mansfield does a great job here. They have the corner that's down. We try to run past him, and he bails on us. So they now have two on one on our deep ball. When that happens, check it down. This is just to show you what we do if they do cover it. Because, again, you got to give your quarterback answers. If they cover the play that you thought was going to work and it doesn't work, you can't just tell him, well, gear up and take his sack. So this is our solution is now check the football down to him, get outside for four yards, and then make a move. Perfect job by Trey Cleveland right here of getting a big game out of an easy throw. So now then, moving into our next step, we're going to go into our bubble game. This for us um, is a big part of our offense, and we'll do it out of two-by-two. Two. We'll do it out of uh, three-receiver set and our three-by-one. We'll do it out of our three-by-two on empty. But again, for us, it's simply bubble. We teach kick back, go flat. So what that means for us is we are going to kick back off the football with our first step. Then we're going to set that same foot in the ground, and we're going to drive it into the ground and drive flat to the sideline. We believe in that concept because when you make a big loop, it's really tough on the quarterback. Whereas if you kick back and go flat, now then you're on basically the same level as the quarterback, and you're a target to where he has control of putting it underneath your chin or putting it out in front of you if he wants to on the bubble throw. From our blocking standpoint, Again, it's base blocking. I think to run screen game, you have to take a lot of pride in your receivers being great perimeter blockers. Very similar to if you're an option football team, which we are not, you got to start with the blocking of the receivers. It's the same thing when you run screens. You've got to have great perimeter blocking from your receiving core and take pride in that to do a job. We're trying to get leverage with those receivers for our bubble because if we can get it to the sideline, again, we're teaching four yards to the sideline first before you make a move, then we want them to win on that outside pad first and give us the sideline. So for us now, it comes down to the quarterback. This here is a six-man box. So in the six-man box, we're going to block five of them with our dart play, pulling for the front side Willie linebacker. When that happens, the quarterback is trained that he's responsible for the mic. Now, if you notice back to the single receiver side, we always have some type of quick pass concept going on over there. The reason for that is if the defense overloads us to the box or to the trip side, you've got to win in the one-on-one -on -one game back to the single receiver side. So now in this trip's look, if he gets the one-on-one, -on -one, he'll take it. It's our job to give him the right play to beat that corner on that side. In this case, the pistol of the corner are playing two-for-one over to the single. 
protecting that weak alley. So when that happens now, we can X that side out, and now we're working off this Mike linebacker inside, deciding of five-on-five five blocking or throwing the screen based on him. In this case, he's tied to the box, so the quarterback already knows that we're going to throw the football. We still like teaching ball and belly here, though. And we do that because if you just decide that you're going to throw it right now, or if you're going to drop back to throw it, the Mike linebacker, if he's smart, is going to run out of there and run to the party. And now your strong safety is fighting outside to stem it back to your Mike. If you put ball and belly, now your Mike has to bury himself into A or B gap, whichever one he's supposed to defend. And when that happens now, we're playing three on two outside with 2v2 on our blocking scheme. So we're sitting trips right right here. We've got a 3-2 box. You can see that they've got two on one out here to our single receiver. So we're not going to win out here on the single. So now it becomes an issue of a 3-2 box and our screen game back up top. In this particular instance, we told our quarterback if he got 3v2 out there to go ahead and throw the ball out there right now. He throws the ball on the screen. And again, I love a route. We kick back. We go flat. Now then the quarterback's job is to hit him right under the chin. If the quarterback misses, he misses a little bit out in front where we can go get it. Instead of behind us where we're going backwards. Point of attack, I love the way we block. We press off the line hard. Then we gather ourselves. When he breaks down, we break down. And both of them do an awesome job of trying to fight to the outside pad. And when we can get to the sideline, again, four yards first, once you catch it to the sideline, then be an athlete. He gets four, then he's an athlete, make one miss and go score. And again, get your kids in situations to where we're going to block everybody else but one, and we're going to beat that guy and make him miss more than he tackles us in the 1v1 scenario from the safety position. Now an example out of empty. Again, the nice thing here is, and we got to a point against them, the defense, that we didn't even worry about tying it to a run game here because at the end of the day, they had six-man box against us. So when it's a six-man box and you can only block five of them, just go ahead and call the screen for your quarterback to take. We do it, the bubble screen to both sides, and let him pick out which way he wants. <coughs> we sent two receivers to the field because they were going to give us that space. So we took advantage of it. Again, kick back, go flat. To a single receiver side out there, he knows to take first threat. The corner's the first threat. When he breaks down, we break down. Get four yards to the sideline first, then be an athlete. And again, if you notice, got no problem with this. He gets his four yards first, then he wants to chop his feet and be an athlete. Good for him. This is an example against a 4-3 box. Here's the Mike linebacker right here. We got 5 for 5 inside right here with the Mike. Here's the extra backer right here. That's who the quarterback's responsible for. If you notice, we started to a single receiver side. We've got 2 for 1. So we X that side out. We got 5 for 5 inside. Quarterback now is responsible. Ball and belly reading off that backer. That being said, that backer hovers towards the box, so get the ball out on the screen. Great job blocking down the field of working towards their outside pad. 
And again, if the safety's driving down the hill, you got a good football play because you can throw it over his head now. Okay, so we've gone over our one-up, two-back screen to the outside receivers. We've gone over our kickback go flat to our inside receivers. Now, we also have one for our tailback, and it's similar to our bubble, but we're a big team that likes to move the back out early, and we learned that in our run-and-shoot days with SMU back 12 years ago. That being said, to create movement with your linebackers, we're going to move the back out early and see how you adjust to that. So this is an example of our play where we will just turn and throw the screen to our back, then we'll pair it with a read on the counter play, then we'll just have it to where we'll send him and run the counter play. But we've got all three ways to do it based on what we're getting from the defense. In this particular instance, we're going to move our tail back to the right. He's going to have his toes on the quarterback's heels, and he's going to sprint his first four steps wide, and then he's going to kind of idle down as he gets to the bottom of the numbers. At any point, the tailback's expecting the football. So he's going to have his eyes on the quarterback from the beginning right after he takes his first four steps. For the quarterback for us on this particular play, we're tying it to a quarterback counter to the left. In saying that, he's responsible for the stud linebacker to the field. If the stud linebacker is going to hover in the box, then he's going to throw the screen outside of the tailback. If the stud linebacker is going to be out in space and is going to cover the tailback screen, then he's going to run the counterplay back. Again, we've got six to block their six. We don't have anybody to block the seventh guy, which is the stud. So we've got an opportunity to make the quarterback right. And in this scheme, most 3-4 defenses are going to get that buck to cross face over the top every time. If that Sam linebacker, stud linebacker, is running out here to play the screen, the quarterback cutback is a beautiful way to get a big football play. So here's an example. This one here, and I showed you an example with the counterplay. This one's tied to our dart game. So we're running dart, and we're running the screen. The Sam line, stud linebacker has walked up on the line of scrimmage. He is in the box. So because of that now, we want to throw the screen to the tailback. If he was to leave the box, we've got numbers in here, and we could run the dart play inside. For our quarterback, catch. Since he's a lefty, flip your hips and get it to the tailback. For the tailback, I like him to have a little bit more pace to get away from the inside game. But again, four steps, turn, be ready for the ball at any time. Quarterback does a great job of flipping his hips, getting it out of the way. And we teach our quarterback it's like turning two on a double play. At the end of the day, if you're a second or shortstop, you've got to be able to get your hips out of the way to throw the ball to second base. No difference here. Flip your hips, get them turned, get your feet underneath you, get the ball out. First two threats, I love what our outside receiver does. We teach our outside receiver that if you get press, there is no way that we want you holding a block on the perimeter for a long period of time against press. So just run him off. At the end of the day, the easiest block in football you can make as a receiver is take a press corner and run him off and get him gone. So that's the first threat. Second threat is the slot on the safety. Again, trying to fight to get outside. And again, tailback's taught just like the outside receiver, just like the inside receiver. Catch the ball, get to the sideline for four yards, then be an athlete.
This time now, we're sending the back out and we're pairing it with the counterplay that I just showed you on the slide. We're reading off the Sam linebacker right here. That Sam linebacker is apexed. He's closer to the receiver than he is to the tackle. So because of that, for the quarterback, we're running the football. If the Sam linebacker was attached to the box or cheated in further, then we would throw the ball to the screen outside and we would block two for two out there. And you can see the pressure that this puts on him. Run pass option. At the end of the day, what's the goal? It is to put a guy like a Sam linebacker in a predicament where am I covering the pass or am I covering the run? Either way, I'm wrong. And that's the goal of the play right here. And understand, you can do whatever you want to. There's all kinds of amazing designs out there. It just goes back to who's your conflict defender and is he going to cover the pass or is he going to cover the run? And either way, we don't care. So this time he works towards the tailback, so we pulled the counter. And again, we hit the football play where they're not. Two reasons. He's running out, so there's nobody there for cutback. And he is late getting over the top because he sees the back motion out. And now then our, tail, our quarterback's running downhill. And don't get tripped up by the safety. In his defense, the first ball game of the year. First time at quarterback. And you can see us blocking in this case, the counter play, pulling the garden slot. Again, kicking them out against the 3-4 scheme, hitting it downhill. So now then, the next one that we really like, and you're going to see a lot of these clips because it's our favorite quick game tied into RPOs, but we love the stops game. For us, it's our favorite. When we teach our stops, it's three full, two gather, turn around. We do not stem back to the quarterback because it's such a quick throw and a quick play. We want you to catch the ball at five yards. We don't want you driving back to the quarterback because, again, also, it's not driving away from a corner of safety, it's in our play turning around and letting him work off of a linebacker for us. So in this case, we're running our dart play to the right. In a 4-2 box, the quarterback already knows. He already knows that that's open and that the sixth guy is sitting right here in the box. So for him, he's still going to put ball in belly because he doesn't want this guy to just fly out of there. But he already knows pre-snap where he's going with the football. Ball and belly, set your feet, play kicks. For the stop route, put it on his outside pad because you want to throw away from the inside linebackers. Turn to the outside, go be an athlete. Make a safety miss. Now, totally different formation. We've got a tight end on the nub side over here. We've got three receivers to the field. For us right now, we're going to come run an inside run game play. And for us, again, it's going to be our dart play. So we're going to pull the tackle for the dart. Okay, coming around. We're going to block these four and this one with our five linemen, the Mike linebacker. The tight end is going to handle the corner down. The quarterback is responsible for the outside linebacker, which in this case for us is the will. We're going to block 2v2 outside. And the quarterback's going to make us right. So now then, he's working the stops game. 
the 31, the Willie linebacker, cheats to the box. Again, if he doesn't cheat to the box, we've got 6v6 blocking with no cutback player. When he cheats to the box to play his B-gap and be the cutback player, there's nobody to cover the stops. Play catch, let's go. One thing we do a great job of is when we run our stop routes, if we get the ball, work to the outside, away from the trash, and go score. If you don't get the football, turn and block and find the first threat. So in a lot of cases, you catch the ball, you feel good on third and three that you got a first down, and you're tackled. For us, we want to score. So for us, when he catches this ball, turn and get outside. Our two outside receivers that didn't get the ball on the stops block. And now we take a five-yard gain for a first down, turn it into a touchdown. And again inside, tackle pull, dart play. Four downs, hand on their four downs. Tackle's pulling for the mic, find the first crease to get into. Great play. We will also do it from empty. We do it from empty. We will call a dart play to the quarterback. We will also pair it with draw play. This is the first time we've shown our draw play. But with our draw, five on five blocking. Quarterback's responsible for these two conflict defenders right here. There's one. There's two. We're blocking up with our pulling guard right here on the mic. So that being said, the quarterback can throw the stop routes to either side if he gets pressure. We called this to the short side first, so that's why he's going there. The Willie linebacker blitzes. He plays catch on the stop. Again, second and two, great to play catch. We want to score. So our outside receiver, when he doesn't get the ball, turns and blocks. We take the football and get to the sideline, and we are a shoestring tackle away from a 45-yard touchdown on a five-yard wrap. Again, if you want to see our draw play, again, quarterback will keep it in a 5v5 scenario. Otherwise, getting the ball out. We chose to fold our dart to give him a crease right here so you can see. Folding back at the 2i. Running the three out of there to the bottom down here. And a no 68. Max Castillo's taking first threat, but we would want him up on the Mike linebacker in a 4-1 set if nobody was coming. And again, if they're going to cover with their two outside linebackers on our stop plays, great. We're running a draw play with our best athlete in a 4-1 box. So this is uh, third round of the playoffs. In Frisco at the Ford Center, Carroll decides to take their outside backers and walk them most of the time. So in saying that, we're going to handle the inside guys and run draw. Quarterback's job is, can the outside backer make the play or not? If he can't make the play, get him the football. If he can't make the play, we're running draw right now. And we're going to pull or lift in this case, lift with our center on the linebacker away from where we're throwing the stop route. So point is right here, quarterback knows that we're pulling this center up for this backer here, so his read key is that guy in a 4-2 box. So that if that guy expands right now to this, 
I'm running the draw play in the seam, and I've got a blocker right here. And inside out again, we're blocking out with this guy. If he doesn't get to the stop route, throw the stop route right now. He throws it. Let's go. Again, draw play inside with the quarterback. They stun on us to keep us from running the draw. I still feel like we'd have pretty good football play, but we would have to run it up in the top A-gap. Last piece I'll show you is with a tight end. Again, tied to our stops game. There's lots of different things you can do. I'm going to show you an example here of our insert zone play. We're running zone on the front side with our center guard and tackle. We're basing the backside right guard and right tackle. And then we're inserting our fullback or our slot receive running back uh, into the Mike linebacker right there. We're going to run it just like zone when we do it. The tailback is on path to run the zone play, chasing the outside hip of the center. And then based on the block from the slot back on the mic is where he's going to fit. Again, we're trying to run everything north and south. So when we run this football play, because he knows that he's coming from the backside, he's going to try to seal it so that our tailback is downhill. If he was coming from our twin set, then he would kick out right here again to allow our tailback to go downhill. But you say, Coach, is that a lot? No, it's not. You coach it the same way all the time. The kids get a hang of it. It's not an issue. For the quarterback now, he knows that we've got six to block their six. So he is responsible for the seventh guy when we put a tight end in the ball game. That being said, if the strong safety's leaning here, we're handing the football off. If the strong safety's leaning back towards the box, we're throwing the stop route. We've always got the ability to throw the one-on-one -on -one game in the weak alley all based on whether they have an overhang player or a safety plan over here or not. So have a good one-on-one -on -one concept throw whenever they give it to you and take it. In saying that, that drawing was the insert zone. The zone I'm going to show you here on the next several clips is just a straight over zone for us. We got a 3-4 look. The over zone is going out to the Willie linebacker. The quarterback is responsible for that Sam up top. The Sam linebacker drifts inside what we call a stud. He's going to drift inside, so we're going to take the stops. And again, good job defensively by Bowie and getting that strong safety to kind of play two for one, but you got to have a game for him too. If he starts playing it this way, then take this middle guy and run him on a bubble and see, if, see what he's going to do. Or if he's if he's kind of in between still and able to rally to this, then run a quick passing attack where he's running a quick out and he's running a J-hook and let him read two on one. Again, answers that we have if and when. Okay, so what's the beauty of this? Well, now then, we're willing to take the one-on-one -on -one throw with our best receiver out there at X. So now then, defensively, this team takes the outside backer and walks him out and puts the corner over the top. Well, now then our zone football play is in a position where we're over-blocking and we don't have a linebacker there. So again, this is why you run RPO stuff. You can't always call the perfect play at the perfect time because you don't know when they're going to do stuff like this. 
So when they do, if he's not there, throw it out there one-on-one. If he is there, two-on-one, hand the football off. Again, all tied to the concept. And again, don't get tackled by the turf. Back on this side over here, you can see the outside linebacker walk. So when he gets ready to read this side over here, the outside linebacker's gone, so he knows he's handing the football off. And we're just running overzone football right here. I'd like for our tight end to be able to scoop out that seven technique. Great job of getting on path. And our tailback has a three-way go, hitting it out the front side. So now then we come right back in the same football game. Now the outside linebacker is down on the line of scrimmage, playing the run. Take the stop game outside. Whatever pass you want to throw the single receiver side, corners off, give them the football. Again, easy five-yard throw, easy pitch and catch based on what they give you. Same exact concept, running over zone against the 3-4. We got a one-on-one -on -one game down here at the bottom. We got our six-on-six -six blocking out inside. The quarterback is responsible for this outside linebacker. The outside linebacker's cheated to the box, so play catch on the stop route. The only problem with this is the high snap in the rain. Otherwise, the ball would be in belly to the tailback pulling that backer in. Then again, outside receiver. If you get it, great. If you don't get it, turn and block. Get outside and let's go score. Don't just get five yards. Let's turn this into a 20-yard play. So you can see there's a lot of run-pass option stuff that we do at Arlington High School. There's a few things that we tinker with that's not our favorite but that we're working on. But at the end of the day, the outside screens, the inside screens, the screens to your tailbacks, the throws down the field on your stop routes, and all that tied into your run game makes it really, really hard to defend from a defensive perspective. I hope you've had a great session as far as learning something from me. If I can ever do anything for you, my name is Scott Peach at Arlington High School. Thank you so much.